How are you feeling this Christmas season? Yeah. You know, I, my wife and child aren't here because they're feeling under the weather. They kind of got sick right out of the gate. I'm going to complain. Can I complain for a second? <laughs> so they kind of got sick out of the gate. Uh, last night, um, sewage started seeping up, <laughs> up through, through, our, uh, through the shower, and it completely flooded the bedroom and into the hall. And yeah, Merry Christmas. And um, guess what? Nobody works on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So we don't have water right now. So we had to, we had to shut our water off. So I haven't had a shower in a couple of days. Yeah. And, all right, this seems kind of weird, but if you're new to the church, you need to hear these types of things. Um, but my dog sleeps with me in the bed. I know, like, we're just that kind of church. So my dog sleeps with me in the bed, and it's a, it's a big Belgian Malinois. It's a big dog, big dog. And so I got a Christmas present from my dog this morning. She decided to barf all over my bed right when I woke up. So, oh, Merry Christmas! And, and despite the sewage problem, despite the dog barf, <laughs> despite sick family, I wanted to talk today about being thankful. You know, that was the heart of the message before all of these, these bad things happened. And isn't it funny how that works? Like I said, I want you to speak on being thankful for where you're at and what's going on in your life. Yeah, and then your dog barfs on you. And then sewage seeps up and you spend, you know, you should be shopping, but you're trying to, you know, save the floorboards in your house. So, this... so yeah, I, I didn't really want to be thankful but it's a choice. It's a choice to be thankful in the hardest of situations, even in, the, even in those annoying situations. And here's why. Here's why we can be thankful. And I know it's, I know it's Christmas time. It's not Thanksgiving. But that gratitude of heart for where God has us and what God has done and the miracles that God is going to continue to do it's all because of what happens in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And we'll just pause right there, because sometimes this doesn't get, doesn't get preached. Mary... A virgin conceived Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's called the Immaculate Conception. It's real. It happened. It's a miracle. Amen. I don't think that gets said enough. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. 
But when he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary, your wife, for which she is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that an amazing declaration? So it happens, and then it is declared to Joseph that there is something conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Something is conceived. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful that I have been saved from my sins. Now, all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, what church? Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. What another powerful declaration. Not only does he save you from your sins, he is with you. This is a now and a then and a a future declaration. God is with us now. Emmanuel. God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took his wife and did not know where, uh, excuse me, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he was called Jesus. And then in chapter 2, we know the story of the wise men, and we know about the flight to Egypt and the massacre of the innocent. All of these things uh, were, well, they were, they were, they were hard, Right? It wasn't easy for the Holy Family. I mean, they had this incredible experience with angels and shepherds and just the immaculate conception, excuse me, the the divine incarnation of Jesus. We had all of these amazing things that took place. And then they've got to flee. And then they've got to run. Then they have money problems. And then they've got people that want to kill them. But see, they had a strength. They had a fortitude. Last night I talked about the idea that Mary treasured things in her heart. I, I don't, like, we don't know for sure. I'm going to, you know, fill in some gaps. But I think that they were so grateful for the miracle that took place in their hearts and in their lives. And they believed, and Mary believed, that with God, all things are possible. Amen? With God, all things are possible. They had to choose hope and thankfulness and fortitude. They had to choose not to give up when things got hard. They had to choose this attitude of thankfulness. 
Whenever I think about the birth of Jesus, I like to think about it in this way. Before time, before the creation of the universe, before there was anything, there was the Father. Back then, the Logos and the Holy Spirit. Genesis talks about these three, these three in one. We're a Trinitarian church, so we believe uh, that that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. And some 2,000 years ago, that second member of the Holy Trinity, the Logos, John chapter 1 says that everything was created by him and for him. Everything that ever was, was created by the Logos and spoken, verbally spoken into existence, conceived by word and deed. Isn't that exciting? Something that did not exist before was spoken into existence. By and for Logos, Jesus. And then some 2,000 years ago, Logos enters into our time, our space, our history, and becomes the baby Jesus and literally splits the timeline. That is symbolic for changing time itself. I like to envision it as Jesus coming down from heaven to earth like a drop of water hits a pond. And then as soon as that impact hits that pond, it radiates rings that influences the entire pond. And it gets bigger and bigger and more powerful. And everyone gets to see it, how far that ripple goes. We could quite possibly be at the last ring of Jesus' influence on this world. I'm so thankful that he came to earth, that he touched down here in our time, in our space, in our history, in our lives, in our our families, and everything that we struggle with. I am so glad he came down. I'm a history nerd. Could you imagine a world where Jesus didn't come? My goodness. It would be like some of these horror movies on Netflix, like The Purge and all these horrible things. Now, Jesus changed our world for the better, and he's going to continue to do so. I want to encourage you to see Jesus, maybe even symbolically, of coming down as a drop of water and hitting you and transforming you from the inside out. Because once he hits your heart, wells, streams of living water flow from within. 
And they begin to radiate out into your mind and your body and your soul and, and then to your family and then to your work and your, your home life. Like, there is no limit to how far Jesus can influence the world through you. Will you allow him to do that? Will you allow the Lord, like the Holy Spirit gets described as water and wind, but will you allow the Holy Spirit just to penetrate your heart and irradiate from the inside out? That's, what's true. That's what true transformation is. We'll be working on this uh, come end of January, February. Complete and utter transformation. We need to quit working on our problems. We need to quit working on our problems because our problems are going to work us. Like, you're going to get frustrated with the dog barf. Right? You're going to get fr frustrated with the sewer seepage, right? You're going to allow that stuff to get under your skin and to affect your, your, your mood and your attitude. You can, you can allow it to affect your soul. And if you're not careful, it can even taint your spirit. So choose gratitude. Be thankful. Don't let the enemy have his way with you whenever he brings these little distractions. Jesus himself even said, in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, it's going to be hard. But take heart. I overcame the world 2,000 years ago when I entered into your time and space and changed everything. Take heart. Don't give up. Paul calls them momentary afflictions, yeah? Momentary afflictions. How long do you want a momentary affliction to invade your life? You get to choose that. You can wake up and be like, oh my gosh, the dog barfed on me again. Let's go, right? Or I get, I mean, I could have had a really bad attitude today, right? Like, oh, I got to choose, I got to choose Jesus. I got to be thankful. Oh man, I got so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for. I have a healthy body, a healthy family. I have a roof over my head. I have an amazing group of friends here that showed up on Christmas Day. I mean, wow. Got nothing to complain about. Let's just be thankful. Yeah? Let's be thankful. Who really cares what you get under that Christmas tree? Let's just show our, our kids gratitude. Let's show our kids to appreciate what we have. What's really important? Like, I like presents. Don't get me wrong. We should give our kids presents. But we shouldn't teach our kids materialism. Not in this day and age. We should need to teach our kids gratitude and being thankful. Yeah? All right. I'm also very thankful for Sophia. Come on up, honey. Let's do this thing. Let's wrap up this service in the band. Aren't they great? And I'm thankful for our AV team. Our pastoral staff that showed up in pajamas. 
All right, grab your elements. I tell you, I'm not getting tired of this. I thought that I would. I thought I'd get all religious with communion and like, you know, counting off rosary beads and stuff. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? <laughs> you can't tell anybody this. But, uh, oh my goodness, I got people watching online. But, okay, so if I don't apply spiritual disciplines in my life, Pastor Josh gets lazy. Uh, it is human nature to take the path of least resistance. So the Lord has given me a rosary bead when I memorize scripture. It, it's killer, man. I love it. Now, it doesn't make me any closer to God. That doesn't, you know, that little act does not purge me from my sins, right? But it builds in a discipline where I'm strengthening my mind to know the Word of God. And when I don't want to get through all those beads, I suck it up and I choose to do it anyway. So we're going to be working on some spiritual disciplines next year. Maybe you need that in your life. It's not religion. It's, at times, obedience. Those things don't make God love you anymore. It's just what you do to strengthen yourself. It's what you do to love God with all of your mind and with all of your heart and with all of your strength. So, wasn't planning on sharing that today, but... So this hasn't turned into a religious act either. I love it. Now I know we just ate last night, um, and we're gonna eat again now. What happens if you don't eat all week long? <laughs> yeah, so think about that too. Man, how often should you have communion with Jesus? Every day? Yeah. Okay, so here is your, your, your take home for today. Because today, you're going to have to eat, like, actual food. I don't know. What is it? Turkey? Some of us are just going to stick with the box of seized candy. <laughs> like, that's where I'm choosing for my calories to go. Some of you are going to eat tamales. Some of you are going to eat, I don't know, is fast food open? No, some of you are going to starve because fast food restaurants aren't open. <laughs> You're going to sit down at the table and you're going to eat with your family and your friends and your loved ones. And when that moment happens, I want you to think of this moment, like this very Sunday moment, Christmas Sunday at Granite Creek. When you received communion. And so when you crack open that tamale case, or that seized candy box, or you get the turkey, or whatever you guys are having. Pause for a moment, and be so thankful 
despite the situation, despite the circumstances. Be so thankful for what God has provided. It is actually a huge key. It is a combination that opens a spiritual door. The scriptures say that you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into the courts with praise. So let's start with thanksgiving and let's just praise God as we go deeper. Amen. This is the body of Christ, which was broken for you. Let's be thankful that this body entered into our time and our space on the birth of Jesus Christ. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Emmanuel. Let's be thankful and receive the body of Christ. Some of you today will be drinking some happy liquids. <laughs> some eggnogs, some spiced rum. And you can celebrate. You know, there's nothing in the Bible that says you can't have some eggnog with some stuff in it. But this is the true happy drink. Because without this drink, those streams of living water will not flow. This unplugs every tainted, gross thing that keeps that fresh water from flowing from the inside out. I want streams of pure arrowhead water flowing from the inside out. I want it to be cool and crisp and life-giving. I want it overflowing from me from the inside out, pouring out on my family and friends and church. And so I choose this morning. I choose thankfulness. And I also choose. I choose to allow Jesus to wash me of my sin. Let's choose that this morning together. Jesus, we're so thankful that you came. You came to live. You came to give us life and life to the fullest. You came to endure hard times and challenges, but you also came that we could have victory and you had victory and you overcame darkness. You broke down the gates of hell. But you also came to die for our sins. So we take this drink, we receive this element into our very being, washing away all of our sins, making us white as snow, without blemish, without sewage. We receive this cup for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus, thank you so much. May we choose life. May we choose thankfulness. 
May we choose forgiveness this Christmas season. Receive the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If I could have the ushers come to the, to the front, as you know, wise men bring Jesus gifts. <laughs> and then they lay them before his feet. And Revelation says that the elders will cast their crowns, their treasure before the throne, before the feet of Jesus. What we're doing now is just symbolic and giving back to the Lord. But like last night, there's more than one gift that we can give Jesus. Yes, we take gold. But Jesus doesn't want just your gold. He doesn't want you to buy him off. He wants your heart. He wants your life. He wants you to die to yourself. It's going to be a great year. God's got so many blessings installed. So many blessings waiting. So many blessings that need to be conceived, that need to be birthed in you, that need to come out. Let's allow God to do that this, this year. Allow God to bless you. God bless you as you give back to the Lord.
Aren't they great? I know, I'm so, so blessed. I am so thankful for these guys. Jesus is known to us as our Savior, as our Lord, as our Shepherd, as our friend, as our King. He's also known as the High Priest. It's kind of cool, huh? That Jesus is the High Priest. And in Deuteronomy, there's a blessing, and it's called the Priestly Blessing. And I, I give it quite often at Granite Creek. And, and so I want to give you the, the Priestly Blessing for you and your home today. It goes like this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you, to be gracious towards you, to turn towards you in your times of need, in your times of trouble. And may the Lord fill you and your home with peace. Go with that priestly blessing this Christmas season that your home will be filled with peace and not drama. Amen. Receive that this morning. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas. It's really fun having you with us today. See you next time.